Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I'm your host, Troy Turner. We have the most rockin' thrashing uh, episode, maybe yet, uh, this week. Uh, joining us is, is uh, from Thrash Metal Legends and Thrash, Joey Belladonna, man. And, you know, it's going to be part two of our series. Uh, you guys remember a few months back we had Frank Bellow from Anthrax, because they're celebrating 35 years as a band. This is the second installment, and we're happy to welcome Joey Belladonna to the show. Uh, somebody else I want to uh, welcome to the show is I have an awesome special co-host this week. Joining me, who also joined me for the experience, is uh, videographer and all-around awesome guy, Jason Dyer. Jason, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Howdy. Thanks for having me. So, Jason, so uh, let's talk about you just, just for a little bit. Okay. okay. So, uh, you do this thing called Deep Video. Yes. And, 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 and you came aboard with us So whenever we went to go meet Joey uh, in Anthrax. And right. And he did a great thing that you guys are going to be able to see on Tricky Kid TV uh, coming up this Thursday. So, give me a little bit about, about your background. Sure. Um, I, uh, I spent the first part of my life, I'm 35 years old. And between the ages of 18 and 28, I was a nurse. I uh, worked on lots of different things there. Uh, bottomed out on uh, ICU, stepped down in telemetry. That's where you go after the heart attacks and chest pains and all that wow. stuff. Wow. Uh, and then I, I, I burned out and went ahead and started working at a comic shops locally throughout Dallas and Fort Worth. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I uh, picked up the video game working with uh, local musicians throughout Dallas, Fort Worth, and Denton. And for the last few years, I've caught a lot of different types of music on different stages throughout all of Dallas and Fort Worth. And so, and that's kind of where where you and I cross paths, and your stuff looked great. You're a cool guy, and and uh, uh, and so I was happy to have you on board here. So, what what are some of the things that you're currently working on right now? Uh, well, I have this uh, podcast idea coming uh, down the pipes called "The Future Is Deep." Okay. And the concept is uh, we're going to talk about bleeding edge technology, brand new science, things like graphene, uh, newly developed photovoltaic cells. Batteries that we're going to have on our houses one day, rotating LED drones, uh, growing ears on the back of mice, things like this. Uh, the aim is to make it a, a vlog, a, a VR vlog. Okay. So that's something you can really enjoy with uh, uh, cardboard or your VR, Oculus Rift, or whatever the fancy kids are using these days to look at the alternate <laughs> reality right. out there. Um, and just kind of remind people that no matter what's actually happening in your neck of the woods or your particular political alignment, you are living in the future, and there's some amazing stuff, amazing technology sure. out there right now. Uh, Uber just announced about, you know, like the actual flying car could be a reality oh, man, in the coming. next three years, and they're picking right here in Dallas, Texas. Oh, uh, are you serious? Yeah, they announced. That's awesome. Yeah, they partnered with Bell Helicopter here that, that has a plant here. That's fantastic. To man. create these things called heliports, so it would be the idea that you. You know, they're not going to come get you in your backyard. Sure, you sure, know? sure. But you would go to kind of like a bus stop, but it would right. be a heliport. And then in Uber, the flying, uh, you know, would yeah. pilots of And it was saying that, you know how right now people in the DFW area or any, any metropolitan area would know this, but like, let's say you land in DFW airport. Let's say you were in a car, right? Yeah. Or even if you're driving someone picking you up. To get the Frisco's about an hour, hour and a half. Right, exactly. And they're looking at it, you can be there in eight minutes. So is this going to be like a top tier type of service? You think, or like, or are you and I going to be able to do? I think, like I this? think, I think, I think early on, like anything else, you know, yeah. the, to, to the spoils go the. Yeah, uh, it'll be like Jerry Jones, maybe taking a flight, or right, maybe right. Mark Cuban thing, right? Now. Well, there's a heliport there at, at Jerry World there, so I would imagine. I mean, like whenever oh, yeah, we, there we, is. Whenever yeah. we did WrestleMania, the wrestlers, some of the wrestlers were actually had, or some of the people like, like Ric Flair flew in. Oh, that's awesome. From the Omni or wherever they were staying, the the Fairmont or whatever hotel. 
Um, okay, so what made you uh, come on with me for this project with Anthrax? Were you sure. were you a are you a metal fan before that? Or were you an Anthrax uh, fan? You know, um, my musical background is kind of awkward uh, because I would say I, I'm a choir boy. Oh, nice. So I know a whole bunch of uh, things, hymnals, you know, country style music, classical style music. And Which I'm is great because if people, if you guys see him, and you'll be able to see a picture of Jason on our website. Uh, Jason kind of looks kind of like Jerry Garcia. You know, yeah, I get that a lot. It's a toss-up. So for you to say a choir boy, I love it because you look like you just crawled out of like, like you're the last guy to leave Burning Man. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I mean? right? like, I'm security at Burning Man. Right, like <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. So, uh, yeah, so we... Um, uh, background being R&B and old school hip hop. I mean, we're talking about Bill Defoe and stuff like that. So you know, and you, then, and I, you and I could be around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, all right, day. Right, right by my alley. Right. right. And then uh, it switched over. Bush's 16 Stone was the album that launched me into this whole world of electric guitars and things okay. like that. And eventually, begrudgingly, I'd almost say, uh, my friends <laughs> turned me into a metal fan. However, that that's only like, they had to give me bits and pieces of music at a time, or they had to at one point. It wasn't until I started doing all the deep video stuff that I actually became a fan of metal. So that was all through local bands and stuff, right? So So what was what was your gateway drug then locally? Uh, it's a band called Down to Zero okay. that uh, I was actually uh, I attempted to be part of for a while. I was trying to do Vox with the, with these guys, uh, but again, choir boy. So I didn't quite have that growl that the that the songs <laughs> needed, right? Right, right, right. Uh, even though you would hope to God that I did. Uh, so, so I kind of, you know, cut them loose. I let them go, you know, do their own thing, but they became a really, uh, formidable metal band. They found all the right members and sound great. And then I found other people like Caliber Theory, Intercore. There's tons of them out there. There is, there is. There's uh, a great metal scene in Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great band called The House for Conan that I'm going to probably drag you to come see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're awesome. So, okay, so so then, so but what did you know about Anthrax? What Not a thing, about? honestly. Really? I mean, I knew, like, I knew uh, who Scott Ian was, sort of. Right, okay. Um, but as far as the type of music, I didn't even know that it was considered thrash. Okay. Uh, you really gave me a bit of education considering the big four as we were, actually, and I have to say thank you for that. As we were at the concert, um, and we're watching these, uh, you know, once we finally get in there, we get to the concert, and we're watching these songs on stage. Uh, Roy is doing his absolute best to tell me the background. You know, the whole day that we spent together was awesome because it was like, uh, uh, you know, I get to hear all this history of Deep Ellum as we're moving through Dallas as we were kind of getting around the traffic. That was a fun day. Yeah, yes. it was yeah. very awesome. Very but special. Then you did that again with the music as, I, as we were listening to it right there. And the thing that I really like about this, I know that this is a special thing for you, right? Because Anthrax is your band. Yes, man. yes. And so yes. We, we had talked about your experience as a 15-year-old watching them, right? And I was, I told you, well, this is kind of like my experience because for the first time I'm seeing them on stage, I was blown away, dude. I had rock armitis. Like it was, <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great Well, time. you saw me kind of losing my, losing my, my stuff. Oh yeah. Well, absolutely. Because who wouldn't uh, lose their stuff right. when, when the, the big man on stage is making his, uh, and now let me tell you something else, right? This, this, okay, from an outsider perspective, going to see one of the big four, one of the, what, what, I don't want to say it, but one of the old rockin' or thrash metal bands, uh, I didn't know what to expect from the front man. I was freaking amazed. Like, I, I dig the way he was moving across the stage, left to right, he was calling people out, he called us out. It I was couldn't so believe cool, it, dude. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is he doing? Because, you know, every front guy kind of does that peering out to the audience thing. I'm right, looking right, for you, guy. I'm right. looking for you. But then he stops and he does this uh, this this gesture that I didn't quite recognize at first. And then he does the thing with the beard. I'm like, there's no way. And then he confirmed it. Yes. He turned right around. You're like, yeah, that was us. I was that like, was oh, us. God. 
And so it was just crazy because like, we'd spend the day with Joey Baldana, you know, from right. Anthrax. And, and and so, like, and what was funny because, again, because, you know, I was telling you, of course, you know, the big four being Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, of course, and Megadeth. That was the and, one I forgot. I was trying to tell a friend about this the other day. I forgot. Megadeth. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> I, Mustaine. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Mustaine, always a bridesmaid. That, that's actually a funny story. <laughs> I, I can tell you later. Uh, Mustaine, you don't know this if you know about metal, but Mustaine was famously kicked out of Metallica mm-hmm. before they made their first record. So imagine like getting right. like, getting kicked out of the Beatles, right? Right. You know? And so, but then still having to tour with them. Uh, uh, right. Later. Yeah. Much yeah, later. Yeah. Like like always number two. So anyway, uh, so anyway, but what's interesting though is that so when Joey comes out, and you know you're setting up the you know the equipment. Yeah. And you know Joey's not a, not a very intimidating or a, he's not he's not, he's, not a, he's not a large man. He's not, right. he's not a tall man. Uh, and I was like, you know, here's the singer, the front man for one of the big four. What was your impressions of Joey whenever you, you saw him? Or, or, or even oh, how man, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, right? So uh, for better or worse, there is a, a stigma around metal in general, right? And, and it's it's something like that guy's probably covered in barbed wire. And right. In, in an emotional, spiritual, and like analytical sense, should I bother getting close? He was a very kind soul. That guy was laid back. Totally. Man. It was it was pretty cool, and um, he has he had uh, a type of swagger, you know. Okay, so I have the I have the luxury of, of being able to look at the video as I edit it and all this stuff. Sure, right? sure. And so I got to see different uh, facets of that are very fresh in my mind right now. But uh, there are some extremely sincere moments in the interview, and then there were some really awesome moments that you'll get to see on the on the uh, video where there's some genuine like back and forth interaction, and I'm just like the guy's like cavalier with it. He's not. It was cool, man. I was really digging it. Well, and for somebody who's been doing this grind for as long as somebody like Joey Belladonna has, to be able to give that true emotion, that was awesome. Because he was very sincere, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there were some moments, and almost kind of fearless, whereas knowing the story, knowing what I do know, I do know that he is somebody that doesn't really get to, he's more of a, of a spoke on the wheel as yeah. compared to you know, Charlie and Scott are the really kind of move the bike forward. Uh, a very important spike, a, a, a long overlooked spoke on the wheel there. Uh, so just, but just to see him again, be fearless and sincere with us. Right. And, and, and I don't know, uh, you know, I've, I've been friendly, you know, over time with that whole organization, but that was my first time to actually really just sit down with, with, with him. And I thought he was very generous. I thought we got along great. You know, yeah, he absolutely. really responded to you, man. Like, I man, I've got that haggard appeal. I, I just have this like people assume I'm a giant. Maybe it's like a unicorn thing. I'm not sure. You've heard me say this a couple times, like like uh, off off mic since it happened. But like for those out there, Joey Baldona famously uh, his favorite Anthrax song is Medusa, and I couldn't believe it. You actually almost got him to sing Medusa. It is a narrow during during our sound check. Uh, you know, sound tests for whenever we were doing the video. I'm excited for everybody to be able to see this video. Uh, I said you'll be able to see it on Thursday um, uh, coming up, and just go to, to YouTube, go to YouTube and Tricky Kid TV. Uh, it'll be up. It'll be the handiwork of this gentleman here, uh, Jason Dyer. So if you like what you see there, again, where can they find you, Jason? You can find us on Facebook at Deep Video Live or on YouTube at Deep Video Live or on Twitter at Deep Video Live or on Instagram at Deep Video Live. And if you're Dallas-Fort Worth, you probably walk around Deep Ellum somewhere with a camera. Or, yeah, or... if you see Hagrid with a monopod, uh, that's me. That's awesome, man. And so not to mention also... We got so many things coming up and a lot of great projects uh, coming up and going to be working on. And just 
we're boys now, so we'll be hanging and, and everything else. And so I hope people will uh, will come see us. Just to give you an idea. I wanted to go ahead and mention a couple of appearances and also kind of get our sponsors out of the way, uh, not, not out of the way, but to include them. Uh, so okay, so coming up, uh, let's see here. So starting uh, May sixth, uh, is that this Saturday? Is that it? Is this Saturday? Okay. Is of course you know talk about nerdcore stuff is Free Comic Book Day. Oh yeah. And Free Comic Book Day, uh, me and uh, hip hop artist extraordinaire Tech Force are going to be performing. Uh, at, Go to the retro. Uh, that's there. You see, you know, yeah. there you go. That's cool. Uh, we're going to be performing at uh, at a comic book store in Richardson, and uh, so just go to our website and also go to Tech Force's website. And you'll be able to uh, to see all of that to be able to learn about that. Uh, the following weekend, uh, we're going to be doing this very show actually at uh, during Texas Frightmare Weekend. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great guests. We're talking about Ric Flair earlier. Ric Flair is going to be there. Sting oh, is going to be there. That's awesome. Uh, Argento is going to be there. You know, from the creator of uh, Suspiria uh, and all all the all the greats. So right on. So come over and check us out. Jason will be there. I'll be there. It's going to be a good time. Um, and also, you know, I still I do the wrestling thing. So you know, May twenty first, I you know I'm. I'm the uh, the color commentator for IHW Wrestling. It's something I'm very proud of and really really like. And we have had to take a bit of a of a of a, of a hiatus since October uh, due to uh, a few things. And so we're looking to make a very triumphant return on uh, May 21st. That's a Sunday. It's going to be out at Crowley, Texas, at the Crowley Civic Center. Uh, it's going to be a lot of great action out there. So go to IHW Wrestling and then look for us on. Uh, excuse me. Uh, and also you can find us obviously at trickykid.com, tricky-kid.com. You can see Jason's amazing hair and beard. Uh, and also do this. Uh, so when you go to trickykid.com, uh, you know, we have a, another one of our great sponsors is office furniture to go. So when you're there, click on, everybody needs office furniture, click on office furniture to go. They'll throw a couple uh, bucks back our way. Uh, we would keep the lights on here. Another place, if you're in the met, the mid-cities area between uh, Dallas and Fort Worth, check out Quarter Lounge Arcade. We're actually doing this very podcast right here, right now, in the back console room of the most legitimate retro arcade you've ever seen in your entire life. That's right. I actually texted it out to my friends. Hey, guys, guess what I'm doing right now? And they're like, show up. For real. <laughs> So, 1424 Brown Trail Road uh, in Bedford, Texas. It is the best. Go on. Find them on Facebook at Quarter Lounge uh, Arcade. They do tournaments every Saturday. We have a great time here. Uh, So, definitely check them out when you're in the area or even make an effort to come out on a a weekend or a weekday. Uh, It's a really, really, really good time. And again, of course, you can find us on the webs and, of course, tricky-kid.com. Uh, what you want to do is you want to go to iTunes and you want to type in Tricky Kid Radio. Click that subscribe button. You'll get shows just like this one each and every single week uh, for free. It's always for free. Our Android uh, uh, users, we have not forsaken or forgotten you. This is across every single platform from my podcast to Spotify to Burberry. You can also stream or download it for free from our own website at trickykid.com. That's tricky-kid.com. And, of course, go on to Facebook, type in Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. Give us a like. Find us on Twitter at Tricky Kid and the number two. It's at the X symbol, Tricky Kid and the number two. And also my uh, uh, DJ uh, business, of course, is my alter ego, uh, DJ Tricky Kid. Like I said, I'll be performing this week, uh, this coming Saturday, with Tech Force uh, for Free Comic Book Day. And also right here at the Quarter Lounge Arcade on May 20th uh, at 2 p.m. 
So we have a lot of fun here. So check us out. Go to Facebook and type in DJ Tricky Kid. Okay, so now, uh, getting back to it just for, for a second here, what I want to do now is is that I, what I wanted to talk about is the song of the week. Is Anthrax is, and, and I'll take it this way. You, you heard us, me and Joey talking about it during the interview. Is, you know, I don't, they're not a cover band, but they're one of those bands that they, their fans are excited when they do covers. Well, yeah. Most people, it's just kind of considered kind of thing. They somehow have turned that, like, we've got extra studio time, so let's record a couple of songs. Well, can I give you the outside kid perspective? Sure, right yeah. Like, uh, you know, you, you heard my weird musical journey there, and I and I, I don't, know, I can't say from the perspective of an Anthrax fan, fan but in general, the concept of uh, this band that makes this one type of sound and they're really good at that one sound it's a joy to hear what it's going to sound like applied to something else for that sure. you're already familiar with so. and, and what's cool is that they, when they, they're a metal band right. most of their covers are not metal that's and see they, that's the thing it's like oh man they can pull that off like that's, yeah. it's almost a surprise yeah. like when I did my research prior to the con uh, this concert right. I actually did listen to the Kansas cover you did okay. yeah so you and heard... so I was like oh man that's good stuff so them doing and so that's what I, I, I was going to lead into is that they for all, throughout the years uh, one of their biggest hits was a cover uh, a song called Antisocial for the band Trust you know I didn't know that was I never heard of Trust this obscure French band from the, from the late 70s early 80s uh, so to me you know Antisocial will always be an Anthrax song and they were my gateway to a lot of things and so they but it's just still so cool that, like, instead of being like, oh, God, you know, I would prefer a B-side to be an, an original, not just a live version of something or, or, or a cover. Anthrax right. has got this very neat thing. Metallica kind of shares it a little bit, but Anthrax probably the most. And especially when you're seeing a metal band doing Radiohead and Smith's covers. Yeah, man. Right next to Ramones and Iron Maiden covers. And now... With this, uh, they came out with a great album, of course, last year called For All Kings. That's why they're on, on tour. So the tour that we saw uh, was what they call the Kill Thrax Tour. It was a co-headlining thing with uh, Kill Switch Engage. And it's in support of For All Kings. But they also have a 7-inch box set that is the singles from For All Kings. And they had two, single, uh, two, two new covers that are part of that box set. One is the one we just discussed. Uh, carry on my wayward son right. from Kansas. Yeah. And talk about another out of left field is the song Black Black Math from the White Stripes. That's pretty cool, man. That's, there's probably not much different, much of a a larger margin of difference between Anthrax and the White Stripes. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I would like to bring you the song of the week. This week is Anthrax covering doing a great cover. Um, Kansas carried on my wayward son. Such a great, great track. Such a great song to the cover. They just add to this great lineage and this great legacy of the great covers that they've done. So again, here's Anthrax on the upcoming For All Kings box set of doing Carry On My Wayward Son. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no
above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond the solution I was soaring ever higher But I flew too high Though my eyes can see I still was a blind man Though my mind can think I still was a madman I hear the voices when I'm
So that was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Wasn't it? What did you think of that? Well, I'm a huge uh, White Stripes and Jack to disparate things to go with like roots uh, rock style, and then even Kansas over here. I thought, but it, it doesn't seem like 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 it's it's strategic. It doesn't seem like it's... Oh, you it might seems, be absolutely right. It about seems that. completely. And organic. you know what? I and I think. I think Joey said something about that. He did, he did, he did. Yeah. And you guys will, will hear that in the interview where, because they did a, an EP, uh, their, their last official release before For All Kings was a five-song EP called Anthem. And, you know, they do an Obscure Journey song every one of the hits. And so, uh, so yeah, so I'm going to leave that for the interview, which I am very, very proud to bring you right now. So, again, so uh, recorded, like I said, at House of Blues, man, at uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we we got, had, had a great time spending the day with Joey. So this is Joey Belladonna from Anthrax, uh, a few hours before they freaking murdered the stage yeah. at House of Blues. Are 35 years into the career. Uh, it's amazing that For All Kings, is, it's a masterpiece. Like, I mean, how are you able, what do you attribute your longevity to, to be able to still be functioning at, at that level for this amount of time? I just love music a lot that I strive on getting better. I do work at it all the time. I'm real conscious of just elevating my my vocals and just being in a band that's, you know, I don't want to go out there and not do it well, so I'm always trying to get better. For sure. I always strive to do that. And I have a cover band, too, not that I'm plugging or anything. I also do that on the side, and I always, you know, we do four hours of classic rock, and a lot of it's challenging, and that also just keeps me going. I just love music. And right. It, it's well, I mean, I'm not saying that people would have low expectations. I'm saying but after 35 years of being in a band with relatively, you know, uh, you know, the same group of guys, and everything else, I'm not saying that, that the bar is being lowered. Oh, wow. That the bar is being lowered or anything like that. I'm just saying that it's still no less shocking of just what an achievement for all kings is even if it was your first record um tell me about that process how did all that come together that made it just so perfect to me? you know when, when you write songs you don't know what you're gonna sure you know, i mean yeah we we sit around and spend time with the song we don't rush anything out right. i mean that album was done in two different spots of recording like you know say a batch of eight songs another batch of right. six or eight or whatever or whatever number um, I go in and do the vocals later, like I've always done. And you know, again for me by myself, I get to sing by myself. So vocally, the last two albums that I've done, Worship and this one, For All Kings, I've had me and Jay Rustin alone doing the vocals. Right. And I can try many, many different things vocally. And music-wise, writing, I just think you know, just in due time, there's ideas that just spawn and come come together. I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't say by luck. I just think people are. I think we're capable of doing things musically that's really in a wide range. I think each guy inspirational. We, we're capable of doing all kinds of things, so we can spread the. Spread that a little you know, bit, spread right? It out. right. I, I, that's all I can think of. I, I think there's well, really me, nothing different. But let me say this though. Okay, you look the same. <laughs> You hear that all the time, I'm sure, right? No, I know. Yeah, yes, you do. I think people are just trying to be nice. Thank no. you very much. For you that. look the same. Yeah. In my, you're singing 
you're singing better now than you did in the 80s. So my question is, what deal with the devil did you make to be able to, to, I to, to maintain it? I really it? focus. I really try. Yeah. I, I'm, not a, I'm not fear of anything right now. Like back in the day when I first started, I didn't know the music so well. Okay. So vocally, it was really, really a challenge to just find a way to sing over that stuff. Right. Because I like to sing, so I'm not going to yeah. do something aside from all the new styles you hear now. Right. I just uh, just finding a way to f- make it comfortable and, and, and legible and, and fun to sing for know, sure as much as I can because you realize there's a lot of words in our stuff for and sure our, and the keys and the the speed it's real hard to sing over that stuff and make it work you know I guess that's kind of what I mean is be able to but it's still no less uh, you know amazing to see anybody be able to maintain that for as long as that you have is there a, a, is there an era of, of anthrax that you feel the most nostalgic about? Uh, it has to be the first one only. I mean, among, among living two, but the first one. I mean, there's nothing like joining a band, or at least getting asked to join a band that I've never heard of or heard that music in my right. life, and thinking that this is where I need to be. Well, so what, what? What made you do it though? What was what was the deciding factor about about this band? I saw that they were really professional. I liked their whole. Uh, style of what they were trying to do. They seemed like they had it together. It was the first band that I've ever saw for real that was trying to do something on a level that was big like I wanted to do. Right. But most of the stuff I was doing was a lot of just local people just, you know, just banging banging some, you know, tunes so, out there, but nothing really serious enough where, like, they care less if they go far. Did it? Did you find yourself? Did it really push you? Uh, you know, to what you were doing before in terms of like your vocal range and, and, and things like that, and the, the actual the mechanics of being in a professional band. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it's more so now. Right. I I mean, I'm I'm not worried about what they think as much now because <laughs> I, I I do what I do and right. I, and I. But initially, to, it was come, a little. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I was always like being like hounded over like I mean. A lot of the sessions I did were really difficult because I would, I'd be singing the stuff over and over and over, and it would be the smallest mistake, and it was like, God dang, I can't. I mean, it'd be almost like if you were in school alone with the teachers, he was always tapping you on the shoulder, telling, "No, no, it's wrong. No, you right, got it." Right. It's like, can I just do me? Let me try. Now it's so much easier because I don't. Okay, I could try all kinds of cool stuff that they would have never even let go or even had a chance to try. So that could be something that could contribute to the fact is that maybe another reason why you guys are, are, are still making such amazing records is that you're getting you know along better. You, you find a way to work together better and also maybe get along better by, by extension as people, right? Well, that's just me by myself. <laughs> I, I can't uh, attribute to why. Well, I, you're I right mean, here. sure, I mean, whatever I'm singing, if it, if it works good for the band, then that, that part, that helps. Right. helps me a lot because I enjoy going in there because I'm not fear of like making a mistake because there's a ton of times that this, the take isn't good because I, I sang the wrong word 15 times right right because right. you're just like thinking and all of a sudden kind of overthinking like, right you know, yeah. oh yeah you, you said the wrong word okay. oh okay no problem but it's not a stressful thing okay good but good. I also feel that what I'm doing now is just comfortable versus long ago it was a difficult task because I didn't really I felt good about singing over but did anyone really want to hear that oh, I see like, feeling that I was doing anything awesome, I didn't know. Uh, for uh, sure. Until, I mean, until I walked out of spreading disease, I go, wow, that's the way I sound? I don't even know how I sounded. Right. Like, because I know I sang 
cover songs and some originals. I was in a band called Bible Black, which never left the house. But we were doing like Black Sabbath. Having and, fun. You right. know, like a hard rock, bluesy kind of music. Right. And that was the guys from Rainbow, which was the Elf Band. Right. And we just did basic rock, so I mean, thrash was tough. Yeah, you know, for sure, so for sure. It's new. Now, when I talk about nostalgia, just, just for a second, was, okay, so kind of my introduction to, to the band Anthrax was... Um, like a lot of people, I was about, I was 15 in the late 80s. I was, I'd seen, you know, some videos on, on MTV. And then uh, Among the Living had been out for a little while. Uh, but then the Headbangers Ball Tour came to Dallas. I, I grew up here in Dallas and in the Fort Worth area. And me and my friends, we went to go see, and you guys were on the State of Euphoria Tour at that time. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, historically looking back, I know that favorably you guys haven't really championed that record as much as the other ones because there was some... Uh, you know, Scott kind of goes into his book a little bit about it. Um, kind of talks about how it was a bit rushed, and they kind of wished they'd had a little bit more time. Uh, what What is your take on that? When you When you think back to that era, is that is, or when you hear City Euphoria, when you think about those songs? For me, I have a different perspective because for me, it will always be that will always be my Anthrax because that was my introduction to it. But for you, actually being in the band. Do you have this kind of the same negative connotation when you think about that era of Anthrax? I'm not negative towards the album. I just I agree with the rush part of it. You yeah. know, I mean, but a lot of the records I did, I I come in later and I don't know where I come in right. until I get in there and do it. And then at that point, the song is always done in in a format of the writing part of it. Right. So there's no changing anything. So whatever I have to sing over is that. Okay. And, and again, some of the songs are a bit quirky, but when you look back and you listen to them, they're, <laughs> they are cool, they're cool tunes. They are. But, you know, whether it's the band's favorite and stuff like that, I think that's one of the bigger questions. And I don't hate the album. I think there's a lot of good songs on I mean, you know. Well, you know, I uh, I had spoken with, with Charlie uh, not, uh, not long ago, and also Frank, last time you guys were in town, um, that you actually... In spite of, of that feeling that way about it, that you guys are actually going to go back and maybe do a little, you know, I think there's a there's an anniversary coming up for it, and instead of ignoring it, it's actually going to be acknowledged. So there's there's got to be a little something there, you well, know. Well, I, I, you know, hopefully when they put it out, it's something cool because I don't I don't know if I have anything other than maybe a couple of cassettes that I did. <laughs> right. I mean, hope hope it's something that people enjoy. Um, you, you talked about cover songs a while ago. How did it feel that the that the lead track? Off the record, and it's still the, one of the only ones you guys still play live from uh, Stadia for you is a cover song. Was that ever uh, a challenge for you, or, or, or something that you wish could have been been done differently, or, or anything like that? Never heard the song before, so when it came to me, it sounded pretty straight up. It, it's obviously a little bit more straighter rock, right. hard, hard rock song. And you guys have changed it over the years. Like last time I saw you guys, you guys even do the kind of the. the you kind of do this big build-up in the beginning with it and everything else. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I don't you know, really, you got to add a few things yeah. dynamically and stuff, but I, 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 we don't really take the song and flip it upside down. Like right. We got the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. A, that's a hell of a different version. But I mean, but that is an Anthrax. I know it's a Joe Jackson that's cover, cool. but, but that's was, an Anthrax song for sure. I wasn't even sure of getting to that song. I mean, when I heard it, I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I mean, cool, but like, what are you going to do with this? It's very rare you can take a song and like Just spin really it upside do it. down and do something that really, like, oh, wow, that sounds good. This is us, you know. Well, let me let me ask you that thing because I actually have to have this here. Is it okay? So Anthrax is one of these bands that are one of the bands who actually look forward to the covers thing. And you guys know that the covers has actually kind of become part of y'all's legacy. 
So, and just now, well, you guys have this seven-inch box set coming up. You guys are about to do, and and I uh, heard that the two new covers are going to be. There's going to be a White Stripe song, and Kansas's "Carry On My Wayward Son." Now that's just about as diverse as it gets. <laughs> okay, yeah, and that's sure. and that's. I mean, not only just for, for singing, but that's just that's just so fun, you know. And I was just wondering, uh, what is your input on that? I mean, do you get the? Uh, do you, I didn't pick do you, you up. Well, what about the the anthems EP uh, uh, a few I, years I back? Mean, what I is your contribution up, to that? I mean, I may have to take credit for anything. I just know that we did Jailbreak a while back. Yeah, yeah. We never really released it. I said, why don't we pull that out? I was Coley into doing, I, I said, how about TNT? You know, that's a good one. Right. And Journey, me and Charlie were going back and forth. And I go, hey, it'd be cool to do Journey one day. Just just throwing it out there. Right, like, right, going, right. no, no, no. He goes, yeah, I'm into it. I'm good. And he goes, how about keep on running? And then at that point, I don't know who he talked to and who said yes, who said no. Apparently, they all said yes. So. And I love it. It's such a, it's a great track. You guys yeah. kind of flip that one, too, a little bit. Yeah, right? a little yeah. bit, yeah. And it's funny. I've done many journeys, but never did that song ever before. So that was cool doing that. And, and also, y'all weren't going to do Captain Obvious. You know what I mean? Like, we're, Well, you know what I mean? Like, you weren't going to do the, the Captain Obvious thing where you're going to oh, go, yeah. oh, we're going to do yeah, 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 you know, yeah, the, the hit. You're going to do something kind of cool. Look at the cheap trick. I mean, I, don't, I love cheap trick, but... That was an odd tune. Yeah. I wasn't really even as familiar with that as I am, like, you know, the Vuita Zane or, you know, For sure. Surrender. And but but, but, but not so obscure where people kind of go, well, I don't know, you or even Cheap Trick song uh, fans don't know it, but it's 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 still, oh, it's cool. it's, it's still a cool... The idea of just doing yeah. something that someone else recorded, same with the, uh, the White Stripes. I don't know anything about that band, really. I've heard a couple of things randomly. Right. But vocally, that doesn't really offer me a whole lot. I mean, I try. I, I even tried to sing over it, and well, I, I, I haven't heard it yet, so I'm oh, excited to hear it. Yeah, so, it, you know, I, I just, I mean, Kansas. I mean, I love Kansas. I've, I've, I've done many covers of bands, but Kansas, I love a lot. But I've never was in bands that did Kansas. Right. So to do a Kansas song was awesome, man. So I, well, I, you probably grew up with, with Kansas. Oh, so you, yeah, she, of course, love, you had love, that had that album, right? You know, yeah, come on, I got it all. I got, every, <laughs> I got live stuff, bootlegs, uh, everything, I demos. Well, let me let me try to tie something together here. Okay, so you mentioned Jailbreak earlier. Okay, so now I, a few years ago, right when you guys when you rejoined the band, mm-hmm. uh, you guys were kind of doing those those big four shows. I thought it was kind of cool that you did one of the John Bush tracks. You did only. Oh, and now, when they came to you with that, now what I was going to ask was, was it? It's not acrimonious, right? I mean, like, it's not like asking, like, David Lee Roth to sing a, a Sammy Hagar song. I mean, do you have any kind of, do you have any trepidations about that at all? Firstly, I, I thought we had enough music. Yeah. I was just trying to be a champ and, and try something, you know? Right. Because for some reason, when you got that rivalry crap that went on, it just bogged the shit out of me. Because yeah. I don't want, I don't have nothing against him. Right. I don't have nothing against them. I mean, I can sit around and have a grudge all day. For sure. I just didn't want to try to... It's hard enough when you do covers, right. but yet do something with the singer in the old band. And right. tried. He had it rough because, I mean, for the sake that he had almost had to do older right. songs right. because then they would really be fighting fighting a good fight there. You for know? sure. So for me, I didn't want to really get too involved with doing that. I just I didn't want to keep opening that door and try right. what was I trying to prove. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to because I just don't really feel like it. Honestly. Right. I, I could. I mean, I'm sure. I always tell people nothing against those songs. Forget you ever heard them. Right. I could have done any of those records. And I think they would have been cool. Yeah. So, don't know. We don't know because I never did them before. Right. Other, other than that. So. <laughs> 
But I wanted to commend you, though. And here's, and here's why. Because like you just said a while ago, David Lee Roth doesn't have to sing Sammy Hagar songs, but Sammy Hagar absolutely would have to sing. Yeah, he had to do it. He had he to do it. Necessarily. He could have said no. Well, but like you but said, but imagine the battle. They do very few. Right. And also, maybe it's not his style. So... For sure, but but what I mean is, is that, but you did it, and you did it very, uh, you know, humbly, and you did it so well. And not to mention, uh, again, no offense against John Bush, I yeah. love all those records too. But after I heard you sing only, I couldn't help but think, man, what would that whole record have sound sound oh, like? That, that'll always haunt me. The, the <laughs> right. fact that those thirteen years went away and, and they're gone. Well, but they're I mean, but, but at the same time, I think though, isn't there some type of, I don't know, I guess. Uh, what we're looking for. Maybe I just there, feel good about it now, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. Also, <laughs> with all the crap that you, I mean, I can add to this, but at the end of the day, it's all good. You know? It is all good, but there's got to be some kind of comfort for you because if you guys were doing it, like I said, in a much lower capacity, yeah, and, like, oh, they brought the other and, guy back. And you were kind of looking kind of like unrecognizable, but the fact is that you're the guy that I saw at the. Steady Euphoria tour when I was fifteen. It's it's unbelievable, and so I mean that's. I've always been I, that guy. I, I mean, <laughs> even earlier on the days, I could have been that guy in '92 know, <laughs> and five and whatever. But no, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm really glad for the fans too. I mean, not even myself. I'm proud, but I also love that people are enjoying it, and then all these new people coming up and yeah. you get to see what was there before, almost to the point where it's almost that. As an entirety. Well, well. At the same time, you know, I, I don't think I've ever read this, and but I'll, I'm going to say it. Is it? It has to be something about you being back in the band that is also kind of have solidified because you, you don't just make records like worship music. You don't just make records like, you know, for all kings, just because you feel like it. There's got to be something there. Oh, and, and yeah, I, there's got to be an ability and there has to be a, 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 an urge to be able to do it. And there's a, that's what I'm there's saying. Everything, yeah. So and, you being back in the band, it just felt like, again, nothing against anybody else, but it was just kind of like that thing you're never going to get back. We got it back at what level and at this level. So, I mean, it's... it's well, as a musician, I'm, I'm very proud of that. I, yeah. I, I dig that even extremely more than anything because... I don't want to go out there and not be able right. to, to either sing these songs or even want to be in the band or like the people. All that stuff is cool. Yeah, you know? right. and I always look for the my favorite word is let's be fair. It, right. Let's try to do this together and, 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 and honor each other's abilities. I'm happy to be next to Scott. I love that Charlie's been and Frankie's been on my yeah, side. Yeah. And of course, John's doing a great job. So it's really good to have a good band and, and be happy about that. For part, sure. You know? Now, uh, you guys did, of course, were part of the part of the you know the big four shows and all that. What, what were when you heard you guys were going to be doing that? What were what were your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, it's an honor. The, the Metallica wanted to even put that together, and I, I I don't even use the number one, two, three, four band because I don't know what that is. I just know that they picked us right as, as bands to play on that tour. Thank you for that, and. For some reason, I think that might have also helped me get back in a band because I think I was one of the first, I mean, I, I don't even know how true it is, but somehow I got asked to do that because I would have been suitable to be that guy versus maybe the I other lineup. I don't know if you I think about know, it. Not, I didn't know that. There's wow, no quote there. Okay, I'm I got just, you. I got I'm you. Just saying, so if you think We're all friends it, here. So I'm like, mm, let's ask that dude right, if right. he would be a part of it. Maybe I wish I knew the story about that, but that whole tour whatever the little, or should I say, the shows that we did were 
phenomenal. For sure. Yeah. Well, one of, one of my favorite memories uh, also was, like I said, after the City Euphoria tour, which is a few years later, uh, opening night for Clash of the Titans. Killer. Man. Was here in Dallas. Awesome. Now, keep in mind, I mean, I'm, I'm in high school. I remember um, the um, Dallas show. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask you, what, what were your memories about, you know, opening night, coming to Dallas to be part of that Clash of the Titans? Again, you know, you're in a band that's got a, a tour that's coming up. Any tour that you have that's really successful. Looks like it's going to be some really great, you yeah. know, entourage of, of successful bands right. and, and fans that can't wait to see it. It was just exciting, you know. And look at Alice Change, yeah, yeah. You know, up and coming, nobody knows. And then look at what they've done. And, and just think of it on those terms. And For what sure, happened over the years. But yeah, I love you know Slayer and Megadeth. We're always playing together, and we still will. You know? And it's one of those things where whether you like it or not, though, right? You know, no, what I mean? I love it. It, why it, not? It yeah. fits, right? I right. mean, it's part of the. It's part of the. It's that theme, you know. For sure. It goes hand in hand. Uh, you know, and I know those shows were probably uh, pretty trying. I, uh, uh, you know, one thing that was great for me was that, you know, I know when it came to America, there were two shows on both coasts. I was at both shows. Um, I was at actually uh, standing not far from, I was right on side stage when you guys did the show at Yankee Stadium. And I had to have been near some family members of you guys because there were some very emotional people near me for that day. Uh, you know, and of course the mayor declaring it, you know, Anthrax Day in the Bronx and all oh, that, awesome. you know. I was that today, and uh, I was sitting right there when you guys were, were changing into the pinstripes and, and all that kind of stuff. That was, a, that was a, you know, for me, this is a, somebody that's followed the band since I was in, in middle school. But it was such a proud moment for me just to see how proud you guys were, you know, all being from that, you know, you know to, to play Yankee Stadium as New Yorkers, man. That's, you know. It happened so quick, too. That day flew by. It's one of those things that you almost almost can't enjoy yeah. until later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but tell me what your memories were about that day taking the stage at Yankee Stadium. I mean, to be asked to play in that place, you know, they just don't have shows in there. Right, right. So anybody that gets to go in Yankee Stadium for whatever it's worth, maybe no baseball you've ever been there before. So I get to go to Yankee Stadium and watch a concert. Yeah. And yeah. These guys, I felt good for those guys because, I mean, they're huge Yankee fans. Well, yeah, and to be there. And well, you also you equate Anthrax is one of those bands where it's not a band that you don't know where they're from. Yeah, right. Sure, <laughs> you so know, yeah, it's simultaneous. Time. I mean, I'm upstate New York, so but I felt you're like New Yorker, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it was super exciting, man. It really was. But again, that was just when I, you know, being able to be in that perspective, like being that close in proximity and. Being surrounded by y'all's family and seeing y'all take the stage, what a what a what a great proud awesome, moment! Man. You know, it was such a such a good day that day. You know, uh, I was still living in I lived in Brooklyn for about eight years, oh, and wow. so I was, uh, uh, you know, I'm from here, but I moved there for a while. So that was uh, it was just a neat thing to take the subway to the Bronx to see Anthrax. Tough man. get in. I know people <laughs> had a tough time getting in there because a lot of, you know. Yeah, downs and stuff. I know my friends had a lot of time, hard time getting. In. Well, thankfully, I was able to bypass. I heard that too. Thankfully, I was able to bypass all of that. But yeah, uh, sure. um, you know, a couple more things I, I wanted to add. So, you know, doing a tour like this, you guys have come through town quite a few times. The last few times, um, in a different capacity, uh, it feels good to, to see you guys being, being, you know, the headliner to be able to hear more. Of from the for, for All Kings record because I know that like when you guys do the opening act slot it's kind of a greatest hit step kind of thing tough uh, it is a little tough well so, we got long songs too it's really hard to right. squeeze in what you want for sure and especially in Dallas you're going to want to do in the end because of course the, you know the Dimebag Daryl reference and that's kind of a bit of a long song as well so what are some of the songs that, that, that you, you haven't really brought 
uh, to the set in a while that you would, if, if it was up to you, you would like to. I know you're famously for being a big fan of the song Medusa, but besides that, what 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 are what are some of your songs you guys haven't played in a while that you like you'd like to hear? I don't know, you know. It's hard to say, uh, you know. Yeah, we used to do "I'm the Dangerous Line." You know, that that would be a, a shocker. Yeah, we've been doing AIR. That's a cool one. Um, I'm picking "State of Euphoria." Really, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, we 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 spread it around pretty good. You know, but think I, about how high "Armed and Dangerous" is. Thirty years, thirty years for later, it. man. I'll be up for it, man. Yes. I'll be up for it. I, you know, we. Uh, We've That's been, so badass, dude. You know. <laughs> I love here. I love hearing it from you, man. Yeah, well, look at we do those cover sounds. We do them with a straight four forty. You know, those are in the right keys. You know. Well, uh, well, well, Joey. Again, like I said I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, it's been a been a been a, a big pleasure. Like I said, for for me, like I said that fifteen year old kid at that uh, Headbangers Ball show. That was uh, you know to to be here today, heavy with you today, man. So right thank on, you so man. much. Thank you. And again, thanks for all of you listening out there, and thanks for watching Tricky Kid TV. We'll see you next week. Joey Belladonna uh, from Anthrax uh, from joining us this week. Want to thank my co-host. Jason Dyer, videographer extraordinaire. Thank you very much. Thanks so, for taking me along, man. Well, so so tell me a little bit more about your about, about your experience before we sign off here. So so again, so so you have now been to a thrash metal show. Will you go back to a thrash metal show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, actually, okay. I feel like it is. Uh, it's now uh, maybe a quest to. Knock out the other, the rest three. of the big four. Yeah, the yeah. other three. I feel like I have to go see the other three now because I'm like, oh, whoa, that was because it was an experience. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It wasn't just I, I have been to hundreds of local shows in the last two years, so it wasn't just I've done their metal show. And I, I mean, yeah, man, these are classic songs that I was hearing. Like, obviously, they did well in their time, right? But I'm hearing them for the first time, and I'm feeling them for the first time. And like you said, with that uh, antisocial song. I, yeah, now I'm fanboy. You hear me? Yeah. You hear this now? Yeah. Like, now I'm doing the fan thing. So, yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's, I'm definitely going to go back and see a thrash metal thing. And unfortunately for you local cats, I've got a new bar. I've got a new, like, quality standard to look at. <laughs> well, I hope that uh, you have opportunities. And that's what's so cool is that all four of those bands are still together and oh, making dude. music and doing it. Metallica just released a record late last year that's kick-ass, and they're going to be coming to Dallas in a few weeks or a few months. And, uh, you know, uh, Slayer was actually just here with Anthrax. Like I said, whenever I did the Frank Bellow thing, it was Anthrax opening for Slayer. Wow. Uh, and then Megadeth came out with a record last year. Uh, so that's what's so cool is that, you know, I was so happy to be a part of, of that because, you know, I have all different tastes of music. We talked about old school hip hop. I'm a hip hop DJ. But I was there pretty much, you know, as a very young person at the beginning of when they were putting out these, their first kind of important records. Right. And so for therefore, it will always be mine. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like I will always identify. Like, like I was 12 years old the year that the, the Master of Puppets, Among the Living, Peace Out Who's Buying and Slayer's Rain and Blood all came out and within like like a year span of each other. So mind blown. Oh yeah, it just hit. I mean, it just like I mean, like you don't recover from that. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> and, but just but, but to prove how it is, you know, you can't say well Slayer's timeless music, but there's a reason why they're still doing this thirty right. x amount of years later, you know, and so because it's so freaking good. And so with that, again, want to thank Joey Belladonna from Anthrax. Go see the Kill Thrax tour. It's awesome.
Uh, and I mean, they are, I mean, again, this is like, like an oldies act. This is, they are firing, as you saw, oh, yeah. all firing cylinders. on all cylinders. Absolutely. And I can't promise that when we go see the other three bands, that they're actually going to call us out from the freaking I stage, know, man. man. That was great. So, so cool of Belladonna. But you know what? I don't think that Belladonna would have done it if I wasn't with you. I think I have you to thank. Well, I mean, your... I'm a giant. I'm standing out amongst the crowd. It's hard to not see me from anywhere. That's true. That place, That's true. So. You kind of got that snuffleupagus thing. Yeah, absolutely. I dig that. Thank you. That's a good throwback. That yeah. was my favorite dude from Sesame Street. Well, right there. well, you 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 clearly have modeled your life after. <laughs> Jason, thank you again. And before we, we, we sign off, where again can they find you on the webs? I find me at Facebook.com/slash Deep Video Live and YouTube most directly at Deep Video Live. Thank you. Fantastic. Okay, and of course, you always you can find us on the Twitters at Tricky Kid the Number Two. Go to Facebook, and you can find us on Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. Also, type in DJ Tricky Kid, and then go to iTunes, man. Type in Tricky Kid Radio. Uh, you get it's free. Just click subscribe. You'll get shows just like this each and every single week into your iTunes. And again, our Android friends and family, we have not forsaken you. You can go to trickykid.com, see more pictures, see pictures from the show. Uh, all types of different fun stuff. See, see Jason Snuffleupagus impression. <laughs> and with that, once again, I'm your host, Roy Turner. For my guests, Joey Belladonna and Jason Dyer, we thank you again. And we will see you next week.